Earners, what's going on? Listen, EYLU is relaunching, revamping, retooling. That's right, we're creating a new educational experience that's more expansive. Shari, tell me what we got. Yes, 2023. We got a lot in store, a lot planned for you guys. So you know that EYLU already includes monthly financial planning calls with me, book club calls with Troy, real estate calls with MG the Mortgage Guy, access to the home buying blueprint, volume one and volume two. Part of the revamp will include 27 local chapters from across the United States, live interactive teaching, hands-on, not just pre-recorded videos, plus 15 brand new curriculums. The biggest just got bigger. Head over to EYLUniversity.com. That's E-Y-L-U-N-I-V-E-R-S-I-T-Y.com. See you there. Earners, what's up? Look, I want to give y'all a little peek behind the curtain of producing Earn Your Leisure. It's a lot more than just sitting down and chatting. It involves meticulous planning, recording, editing, and then promoting each episode to ensure it reaches all of you. And if you picked up any of our merch, then you know there's a whole extra layer of logistics from inventory management to shipping. Running a podcast is like running a small business. And speaking of business, I know many of you entrepreneurs are involved in e-commerce. You understand how crucial it is to streamline operations and cut costs wherever possible. That's why I want to talk to you about ShipStation, the multi-carrier shipping solution that integrates seamlessly with all your online sales channels. It's all about optimizing your shipping, connecting with expert partners, and freeing up more of your time to focus on scaling your business. Now let's talk about our experience with ShipStation. This tool has been a game changer for us, especially with automating routine tasks. Being able to manage everything from one dashboard and print shipping labels with just a click, absolute lifesavers. Plus, the discounts we get on shipping costs are incredible. Honestly, it feels like we're saving thousands. And as our show and merch sales have grown, ShipStation's robust automation and reporting features have helped us keep up without missing a beat. For those of you who get overwhelmed by order volumes, ShipStation's easy-to-use dashboard is a dream come true. You can import orders from any sales channel, apply shipping preferences automatically, and handle customer service issues right there. Not to mention the savings with up to 89% off carrier rates like UPS, DHL Express, and USPS. It's no wonder over 130,000 companies stick with ShipStation long-term. So, are you ready to turn your shipping challenges into growth opportunities? Head over to ShipStation.com and use promo code EARN for a free 60-day trial. Again, that's ShipStation.com, promo code EARN. Start streamlining your shipping and scaling your business today. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise, and with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com 
Wondersuite. I wanted to turn pro in golf and I couldn't find any sponsors. So it was like, why not start a, uh, a business and sponsor myself? Started being told no, and I wanted to turn pro. One thing led to another, Eastside Golf was born. Grew up in East Atlanta playing golf, but that transition to how the clothes look, the red clay collection. I used to take the bus to the actual golf course. And by the time I get to the Marta bus stop, it's red clay mud all over my shoes. But it showed grit, determination, hard work that I was here to get it out the mud. All right, guys, welcome back. And your leisure, yeah, New York City, back with uh, our friends that we haven't seen in a long time. <laughs> yeah, man, reunited. Uh, yeah, man. reunited at last. So good. Yes, Earl and Elijah from East Side Golf. So, if you've been watching EYL, you know we interviewed them probably like two years ago, twenty twenty one, about two years mm -hmm. ago, now. August twenty one, two August years 21. ago. Yeah, and um, mm -hmm. you know we talked about their journey as far as revolutionizing the sport of golf when it comes to fashion and apparel and swag all the way around, you know, having a collaboration with Jordan Brand and really taking off of sorts. And since then, they've been out of here. You know, <laughs> they got the series, they got the new collection with Jordan, and they've been traveling all over the world, meeting with world leaders and influencers. <laughs> Driving the finest um, of cars. For sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. These guys, I mean, people say that we're everywhere. But I mean, every time we go somewhere, you're there. So Most I feel of like. Time. Most of the time. <laughs> oh, we chasing y'all. That's the whole thing. Throughout the world, though. Yes. We run into it, each it, other it, throughout the world. This is true. Had a good time in Paris. Yeah. You know, before Fashion we get into that, though, we want to bless y'all with some gifts real oh, quick. Yeah, yeah. They come bearing gifts. We, we didn't, we didn't oh, come empty-handed. Yeah. That's why I like yeah. that. You know, talked about, you know, the new collections and stuff on the way. So, so the new collection is here. Yes. 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 Oh boy! I appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Collection, nineteen sixty-one. Very important. This is an earn your leisure on it. Well, you know, this is a habit because, um, well, you didn't give us anything last time, but you did make an appearance with DJ Khaled. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, Miami. yes. That was yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. He was on them shoes too. Yeah. He was like, <laughs> he was like "Yo, y'all got my shoes." <laughs> I, I Where are my shoes? The first no, thing I went for the, was the sneakers. Shotty went for the clothes. This is the hoodie. <laughs> That's the hoodie. It's the hoodie. Yeah, yeah. Change collection, man. Good merch. Can I get the close up, please? Yeah, very important. Uh, 1961. We'll talk about the significance. Yes. Uh, you see that? Quality. How, how's that fabric feel, man? That's, that's not the finest of fabrics. <laughs> come to this camera. Come to my camera, please. Let me talk about this right here. Mm hmm. <sighs> Beautiful. It's called Don't Play Yourself. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't get them, don't call them. No, 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 no listen, listen. Don't call them. These are our brothers. And they are, are men of their word. They told me, Troy, we got to add to your collection. The fours is incredible. I put the ones on the golf course. Yes, you did. Those are incredible. And now we're back with the ones, the 961. Yes. This isn't, this isn't just any leather, though. That's, <laughs> That's that overpriced leather, right? Over budget. <laughs> this is that the finest of leathers. Yo, this is an incredible oh, shoe. This is an incredible shoe. Congrats on this, man. This is the, the walk us through walk us through this shoe right here. Walk us through this whole entire masterpiece situation. What, what are we looking at right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a, a Jordan uh, Air Jordan One High. Uh, golf shoe has the extra treading under the bottom of the shoe just for extra treading when you're on the golf course. Uh, also, Eastside Golf scripted all over the swoosh with the uh, swingman on the tongue of the shoe. But uh, most significantly is the name of the 
collection is the Change Period 1961 collection. Uh, 1961 was the year that the PGA lifted their Caucasian only clause. Mm. So prior, you know, nobody in this room could be a part of the PGA. But moving forward, you know, it wasn't to badger the PGA or make them look bad. It was more about we know what we've been. So how can we be intentional on where we're going moving forward? You know, so just bringing light in uh, towards history of golf, you know, Lee Elder, Charlie Sifford. Um, I mean, all of these different guys that had such a monumental presence in yeah. the game of golf, of black golf at the time, what weren't given a fair chance. Now this is about shedding light on their careers. And uh, and honestly, as black folk, as diverse people, you know, showing that there's history to the game mm -hmm. and what and what um, and how far we can actually go just because of the history. You know, so powerful, I mean, now, man. Nah, man, it's just yeah. I mean, it shows that y'all thankful. Y'all is not only only active in the game, but y'all suited to the game, and y'all opening up the world of golf to a new demographic, right? Like people saw the influx of people that came into this, the sport in the late '90s with Tiger, but now, I mean, it's booming. But y'all going to, from a historical standpoint, and y'all doing it through something that now everybody loves right. just sneakers man so it's incredible not to mention it's probably on one of the most prestigious jordans the jordan one yeah which we shouldn't like take for light for granted <laughs> or take very lightly that's a trusted shoe in that brand so that means how important you guys are to nike and brand jordan so congrats man appreciate that congratulations bro. Appreciate are, are these out these are out they we did a raffle system you know, that was the only fair way to do it because, you know, it's still in the world of bots and all that stuff. So, you know, they they are out, out in the world, out and about. But, you know, there's plenty of other product that's on our website, you know. <laughs> yeah. Got a lot of the gear, a lot of the Listen, merch. what Earl's trying to yeah, say is, look, if you didn't get the sneakers, go buy a sweatshirt. Yeah. <laughs> Don't like that. That's another way to support, man. Y'all yeah. should not even support. Y'all should want the merch. It's fly. Like, we yeah. can't front. Yeah. I told you when you walked in, oh, I said, look, most of the times we usually are wearing our merchandise, but I feel privileged to have this on because it means so much, man. For sure. So y'all should go out and get it as well. Thank you. Appreciate sure. that. It's still assets over liabilities, though. This is an asset. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Sure. So, all right. So let's get into it. So, all right. Um, so last time that we we met, right, a lot has happened mm -hmm. um, from that time. So let's talk about this since we are looking at the shoes. So you talked about 1961 being a year that the PGA lifted its all-white band, right? Mm -hmm. And so this is your your newest collaboration with Jordan Brand, right? Mm -hmm. How has that Jordan Brand partnership been for you guys over the last two, three years? And um, what is the significance of the newest line outside of, you know, the 1961, but as far as, like, business is concerned? Yeah. Um, partnership has been great. You know, with Jordan Brand, you know, we we definitely want to keep going. Definitely want to come up with some more shoes moving forward. But it's been it's been great because they believed in us enough to give us a chance to tell the history. You know, not a lot of people get to tell actual facts and and tell where we've been as a people and then tell where we are trying to go as a people. So, I mean, them actually doing that and taking the time out and sitting, I mean, we sat in that design room, you know, they said, well, what's the purpose of what you guys are trying to do? And I told them, well, we told them change the game at the end of the day. It's something it's uh, it's finally here where golf can be taken advantage of and we can give the game to you guys. You know what I'm saying? And you guys can take advantage of it. You know, definitely spread your your networks, you know, uh, build your 
build your friendships and relationships up on the golf course and and spend five hours with somebody. But that's I mean, it's really powerful for diverse people to use a game of golf. So Jordan Brand giving us this platform or actually this collaboration to tell the story, it gives everybody else the power to do so much more. So no, it's been it's been great so far. It's been great. Over the past two years, the popularity of the brand has expedited. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I see you guys everywhere, but more importantly, I see the brand everywhere, right? It, it, sometimes you're watching social media and it doesn't have to do anything with golf, but the brand is growing. Mm-hmm. Talk about what that's done for you personally from a day-to-day about the busyness and now more the responsibilities and some of the lessons that you're learning as the brand grows. Sure. Nah, I think for me, um, it's definitely been a transition, right? Like you start to, I'm sure y'all get it now where too, it's like, you go in the Dwayne Reed and come outside. Somebody's like, yo, Eastside Golf? And you think, oh, man, there's a huge generation. Go get a smoothie. And yeah. So, I mean, within that, um, that's been something different. I think, you know, there's obviously a lot of sacrifices. And I hear you both mention that as far as, like, you know, family functions and things that you want to be a part of. But, you know, it's a window. It's an opportunity that we know just working really hard. Um, and then prioritizing, because as you, you know, clearly articulated, we're, you know, we're everywhere, right? And so we still have a business to run, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, a lot of folks that we came in with are on our team and it's like they're looking for guidance or they need answers or approval or all of those things. So it's like while we're up here blowing the brand up and making sure we're in all the right rooms, at the same time, there's still a business and day-to-day operations that need to be ran. So it's all about time management, picking your spots. You know, I think we've done a really good job, but I would also say we have do have an amazing team, you know, as well. So, all right. So can you talk about, um, share some insight about some of the investors behind Eastside Golf and um, how have they contributed to the, the brand's growth? No, I think we have a a very strong cap table, um, you know, and they have been very uh, helpful, uh, you know, in 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 the growth of the brand, whether it be, you know, guidance and things of that nature. But, you know, folks like, you know, uh, Michael Strahan is an investor. He's been very helpful and just, you know, in connections. Um, you also have, you know, folks like CC Sabathia who, it was just very organic, you know? So when it came time to raise funds, it was like, all right, well, let's go reach out to somebody that believes in the brand, been rocking with the brand for a while. And so, you know, there's quite a few other folks. We have some more, I would say, like institutional folks, so like Alan Smolinski. He's a minority owner um, of the LA Dodgers. And Alan is like someone that's very active and like always in our ear and challenging the way that we're thinking and saying, all right, okay, where are we at? Are we close to the profitability? You know, how are sales doing those sorts of things? Um, and then lastly, but not least, I would say, you know, Steve Stout has been probably one of our most active investors. Absolutely. Where, you know, we got monthly calls with Steve. We can call him about anything, but he's really been hands on and even like helping with like personnel. Like, OK, cool. And, you know, working with translations and, you know, brand guidelines and just him understanding and seeing things blow up and just kind of as we, you know, navigate in those waters. Yeah, you you said a key word there when it was time to raise funds. Yeah. And so I'm sure there's entrepreneurs who have businesses. When did y'all realize it was time for us to take in capital? Not because you necessarily needed it, but because you wanted to expand. Yeah, wanted to grow. Yeah. It, I mean, it's it was it was when we saw that we could come out with different, go in a different lane as far as collabs. Like we have an NBA licensing deal, MLB licensing deal, mm-hmm. and then coming out with a uh, women's line in spring. 
you know, um, and even pushing towards accessories, like really getting that all the way dialed in because not only do we have that, we have PGA, a PGA tour partnership as well. So when we go into these actual, uh, uh, merch tents at these PGA tournaments, we'd be able to afford it. We'd be able to afford the staff. We'd be able to grow our team and actually get all the things that we need. So we're not like shorthanded mm -hmm. when it time when when the time comes. I mean, because yeah, running through money, it can go fast. Yeah. It can I, go fast. I would add too, it's like, you know, in the pearl business, you don't get paid. It's like really delayed, right? So you're making an investment now. You got to make an investment in the people, right? So if you want to design something, you got a whole production folks. Then it's a period of them actually producing the garment. And then you have to market the garment. And then it goes to market, right? Mm -hmm. So you need that capital to be working for you because you're, you're putting out a whole lot of money before you see anything back. Now, granted, once you have a product, right, you can kind of run it back and it's a little bit more quick turn. But it's still one of those things where you got to pay for the product often up front and you're not necessarily guaranteed that money coming back. So but like O said, you know, raising capital, it kind of gives you an opportunity to make the investment in the personnel. Right. Like you may have to go. I need to go hire a really good production person, which we went out and got. Right. Because we saw that that was a gap. Right. All right. He's got these amazing ideas, but it's not it's not making its way to the closet. Right. And he's frustrated. So it's like, all right. Let's work through this. And some people, you know, again, it wasn't working out. So still keep trying. And now we have someone like our, our the product is is something that we're excited about and can stand by just the quality of it. And so that was an investment that we had to make on the front end. And we made that investment, what, like April? Mm -hmm. And we're now just now, that product is just now delivering and hitting mm -hmm. shelves. Yeah. How much, how much, when, so when did you raise? So we raised. Um, well, we just closed the. We just yeah, closed, closed the, the round. round. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is your first round. No, so we done uh, safe rounds. Two safe rounds. What's a safe safe round? note? What's a safe so note? basically, um, what a safe note allows you to do is very uh, uh, friend is founder friendly essentially. So within raising on a safe round, you can project your cap. It's not where you are immediately right now, right? So just for small numbers, you can say, "Hey, I'm going to raise." And right now the company may be only valued at a hundred thousand, but you can raise at a million. Mm, and yep. Now you still need to hit those numbers, right? When mm -hmm. that, because when that, because when that safe converts into a note, then it, you know, it needs the, you need to be at what you said you were going to be at, but it's more kind of futuristic and it's very, you know, friendly, uh, founder friendly. And I think it came out actually Y Combinator. Y Combinator as well. Sure. So how, how much did you guys raise? Um, we raised a, a few. Well, I was so so. I was like, all right. So, um, what was your? Did you need to raise money, or was it yes. a process you needed to raise? Yeah, money? yeah, yeah. And and on top of uh, raising the money, I mean, we made mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, raising money? Uh, no. Well, no. I wouldn't say raising without money. having money. Yeah. Well, without having money, but really mistakes within uh, making garments. You know what I'm saying? Some of the things didn't come out right. We never came out with those people. Like the quality. Yeah, the quality or the, the the lettering or the the embroidery. I mean, something being wrong. We have to be able to cover that, but. On the back end, that's where we go get uh, somebody that we feel comfortable with that can actually do the job. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times, you know, people make mistakes that just a name. That's the nature of the beast, you know, but 
if you have people that believe in you, I mean, uh, speaking on even investors, I mean, they introduce us to even more investors that believe in us. They tell the story, but then they even say, yeah, these guys made, you know, a couple little twinges there. They could have did this and did that, but this is what they're doing ultimately. And this is where they're going. So, I mean, even though the mistakes have happened, that's why we do raise because we see where it can go and the investors see where. Yeah, so, yeah because it's like, it's just, all right, even if we're making money in order to grow, you got to like go. It's like a building, right? So it's like, all right, I may have be making money off five apartments, but in order to go get another apartment building, because this is working, I got to go get capital to go acquire that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's the same sort of thing where it's just like we want to grow. So it's like, all right, we need to get larger numbers. So like even now the risk is just higher. So like now when to that point, our orders are larger, so we have to have the cash flow to send someone to Japan, to China where it's being produced or the factory midway, right? So we went from getting 500 T-shirts to 5,000 T-shirts, right? So now we can't afford to just take a hit on 5,000 T-shirts. Can't make a mistake you on that. So the midway, yeah. you got to go out there and see it. Like, okay, how is it coming? What's, you know, what's the process? You, QC it, yeah. you know what I mean? Midway, because if you QC it when it's... You know, when it hits your house, your warehouse, it's too late because it takes that window of time for it to get done. So those are kind of like, the, I would say, the little things that we're learning that have to be in place as you're building, you know, this 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 brand. When you have the safe notes, is there a duration of, of time that you have to have it in? So if I'm trying to, if I'm making a, a hundred thousand and I say I can rate, get to a million. Do I have to do it within a certain time frame, two year, three year? Yeah, yeah. I think it's like mutually agreed upon okay. between you and uh, the investor. But yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, it's a mutually agreed upon note that you would do when you mature. But I mean, we're, we plan on doing the Series A for sure. Mm -hmm. um, I would say probably in the next 12 to 18, 14 months, something like that, you know. Because then again, it's just about growth, right? Like he said, like you want to go do a women's line, you got to go invest in a whole new host of people. New space in the office, more space in the warehouse, mm -hmm. new things on a website, apps, like all different type of things that go into that demographic. And there's so much more we want to do, you know, just as a brand, you know, because it, it's it's a brand. It's not just a singular sweater or a T-shirt. It's a brand. So as we want to do all of these things, it definitely takes investment. Mm -hmm. So you... um like one of the things about getting investment is that the money actually helps, obviously, but relationships and insight for yes. the investors. That's not owners in a company. So it's like like you said, Steve Style, you do monthly calls with him. So were you strategic in picking the people that were investors for people that you thought could add insight and help outside of just providing money? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even even some of our partnerships have come from investors, you know, like major partners. I mean, uh, even talking with like CAA, I mean, that came from an investor, you know, they bring so many different elements to the business because of their, their backgrounds, their, uh, their history in just, uh, investing in general. I mean, they have so much experience that they can see sometimes they want to introduce us to certain companies that have that have never been in the golf and that might want to be in the golf, but they're willing to spend that money now. You know, like if they really want to make that big push because golf is hot right now and that's the lane that they want to run, then all of a sudden they make the introduction and they let us run with the business or let us run with the partnership. And then we see where it can go from there. But that all comes from investors. I mean, even where are we spending our money? 
you know, we might have a monthly call with uh, with our accountant, but then also one of the investors might be on there and ask, yo, well, why don't you, have you ever thought about spending your money here or pushing it here? And, you know, I mean, it's it's all different ways of thinking about it, but, you know, more, you know, more than two ads is better than, yeah. you know. And, and, and a lot of them have gone where we want to go, right? Yeah. And so it's like they understand, the, and a lot of it is, I would say, cultural. Mm -hmm. Like these folks understanding because I would say the golf world are kind of like late adopters to East Side. Like we came in the game with Chris Paul, right? Like we didn't come in the game with, you know, quote unquote, you know, a professional golfer. And so we continue to be authenticated by non quote unquote golfers. Mm -hmm. But that's the beauty. So they see it early. They like, oh, no, I. I know exactly what this is. I know exactly what you guys are doing, similar to what you guys are doing, right? Like it may not be a major media network that would get behind you. It might be someone in the culture like, oh, I've seen this before. Yeah. You know what I mean? In in a traditional media, they're like, oh, I don't understand. I don't get it. But then now they do. Clearly, if you go to InvestFest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that thing. Sure. Fest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I want to talk about the, the brand partnerships mm -hmm. and how strategic you are about them. Obviously, we, we know that the, the Nike and brand Jordan partnership, you talk about the NBA. Let's talk about Mercedes mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. this this is something that was kind of new. We actually had a phone call yeah, as big, it was big, happening. Yeah, 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 100%. Like, we, I was like, yo, I got this opportunity for you guys <laughs> with this other company. <laughs> and you're like, yo, Oh, listen to what Troy's saying. <laughs> not going to believe it. So talk about how, how that came to be. Nah, so, I mean, we both, you know, a good friend of ours reached out and was like, oh, you know, who y'all with? Like, what's your automobile partner? It was an all-star out in Utah. And he's like, hey, um, you know, he has some ties into Mercedes. His wife actually um, is the first or the only female African-American woman that owns a Mercedes-Benz dealership. And he actually went to Morehouse as well. He's a dentist, Dr. Tony Hall, and his wife is Janelle Ross. And um, reached out, was like, hey, I don't know who y'all with. Y'all should be with Mercedes. Just kind of hold off. And we was at talking to a whole nother brand at that time. Um, and then things started to develop. And then as it went on, oh, got a relationship yeah. with. Yeah, uh, well, went down to Waste Management, got introduced to Erica Bolden, you know, uh, Monique as well, Monique Harrison. And I mean, all of those relationships actually, well, the Masters came yeah. around. Of course, the Masters, mm -hmm. Augusta National. And the mayor of Atlanta, Andre Dickens, went down to uh, Augusta National and walked, had a meeting with Mercedes-Benz. Now, me and him have a great relationship. And he went into the meeting with all Eastside on. He walks in and they both sit and they're just like, yo, what do you know about Eastside? And he got really hyped and said, had nothing but positive things to say about me and Earl and the business. And then from there, they were just like, yo, we've heard about Eastside probably and seen it maybe five, six, seven times in the past two weeks. Just like it has to be something that's going on. We got to We got to meet these guys. Yeah. And then from there, we had one meeting with them. Well, a couple of meet. Well, a few meetings yeah. with them. And uh, from there, you know, it only felt right to do a, a deal with Mercedes Benz. And here we are. I mean, they're they're full fledged. And, you yeah. know, anything and everything that we believe in. It, they believe in yeah. you so, know like what does a deal with mercedes look like they give you guys cars you have to promote them on social media like what does that have to it's yeah a, yeah they give us yeah they definitely <laughs> give us cars I, that was uh, very yeah. we, very humble of you yeah <laughs> <laughs> they give us cars but it's uh it's crazy because they're helping us 
we just donated fifty thousand to the Morales Golf Team, mm -hmm. and they're going to be donating another fifty thousand. Yeah, on our behalf. So on our behalf. So. And so it's it's like a three it's a three part you know deal. So we got like a B two B, which is you know business to business. And so from the B two B, they're supporting a lot of our initiatives, and we're going to be doing a lot of community stuff together, and obviously giving back to more houses. You know that's close to us, but it's going to continue, right? There's a lot of different elements that we have. There's a sprinter vehicle that's donated to the golf team, and there's a lot to come out in 2024. Like he said, there's really behind us. Um, we will, you know, we come on as official ambassadors as well, which is amazing. You know what I mean? That's something that I don't think either one of us ever thought when getting Incredible. started we would be. And then we got collaborative um, clothing that'll be coming out, you know, so we can use the star. So it's it's a very comprehensive partnership that we're super excited about, you know, to be working with them. And they really have leaned in. And I think the biggest thing that we, him and I learned, like he said, you know, our first car partnership was through an agency, right? And it really wasn't, what we thought it was going to be, right? It was just like a media buy. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? But we had to learn because we were frustrated because you you thinking, oh, it's with X brand and now that means you got this and you got that. It's almost like somebody, honestly, you know, signing with Jordan that you think you're going to get every pair of Jordans and it doesn't, or just because you did a collab that you're going to get every pair of Jordan mm -hmm. and it doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. So we had to kind of learn and I think that's why we were able to bring that to the table and really take our time with this partnership but I definitely do credit the folks over at Mercedes-Benz because O and I, we went in there, we met with them, and it was probably the one of the few times that we were actually, like, stumped. Like, they were like, yo, put money aside, put golf aside. What can we do with the community? And what is the only thing that y'all can do with us? Mm. We Didn't, just did like, not know how to answer that question at the yeah, time. We were like, you know, we'll, get, we'll get back to you. From there, it was, I mean, we just we just kept it going. From there, I mean, they believe in a lot of the initiatives that we have. And I mean, from now on, you know, well, for the next few years, <laughs> yeah. for the next few years, hopefully from now on. He's there now? Yeah. <laughs> Lifetime deals. Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> it is. I'm, I'm calling it now. He's treating good. But, you know, we definitely got the whips on the way. Yeah. The whips is yeah, at yeah, the, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah, yeah. like, I think, you know, y'all saw that we had the... Uh, what we had the right, golf, golf ball field. joint, mm -hmm. yeah, 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 for uh, Invest East Fest, East Coast, West Coast, and then yes, on sir. the West Coast we got a uh, we had the script joint, the G wagon the at uh, G -Wagon. A sixteen. This is true. So you know, they, I mean, it's only right. They say, look, if we're gonna be stepping out of a car, it's gonna have Mercedes. that star on. Why not have? Why not have a Mercedes? So, I mean, by the way, you have a Mercedes too. Like, well, let's not us, let's I, not I, let I, that I, just I, go I, under the. I had to pay. I had yeah, to pay. The, for oh, hey, but well, we we still appreciate that. You are part of the family, though. Unfortunately, Mercedes would. They're gonna be yeah. watching now, though. I hope so. I hope so. Who are worthy of having a conversation? Hi, Mercedes. I hope so. I own three. Um, we own three. Uh, by the way, so. Disruption is what I hear, right? Even inside of uh, infrastructure like Mercedes, this is something that they've never done. What you guys are doing inside of golf is disruptive. 1961, that's disruptive. I wonder, from a PGA standpoint, what you guys have you guys spoken to Live Golf because that's disruption inside mm -hmm. the golf world. Have you been approached by them um, and maybe some of their golfers to incorporate Eastside into not only PGA but now having mm -hmm. you know where? Golf is played. I mean, this is this is a part of the world now. Yeah. I mean, we've we've definitely been approached by some players on the Live Golf Tour. Um, as far as uh the prince of uh Saudi, he knows who Eastside Golf is. Really? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. But as far as us, you know, <laughs> yeah, as far as uh us pushing, 
and just trying to figure out where the brand is going. We're still, I mean, we're still kind of new. You know what I'm saying? So we're just still trying to find our, our ground where we're going and uh, and truly who's going to be good partners for us, you know? So, I mean, it's just a work in progress at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, and I mean, to to that, like, I think one of the things, our principle that we try to abide by now because of the stage of the, of the brand, and I'm sure you guys can relate, is like, we want long-term comprehensive partnerships. We don't want, want like some 90-day thing because it's like, we have a community, we have a following. So what does it look like, you know, us in this card and that card and, or what this brand, that brand doesn't necessarily have to be whatever. So we've been very intentional when it comes to that. Um, and we've talked to everybody, like in the golf space, like we're definitely open to having conversations. But as time goes on, it's a little bit harder to get these deals done because we understand the value that we bring to the table. We also understand the value that they're going to get when we, you know what I mean, when we do this. So it just has to be right for us. It has to remain authentic. You know what I mean? The last thing we can do is like, oh, they sold out or whatever it may be. And not necessarily worried about the term selling out, but it's just like we don't want to sell ourselves short either. So um, you talked about uh, Liv. Where does that stand with the PGA? Because I know they were supposed to merge mm -hmm. and then got put on hold. Well, like Congress was meeting about it. Yeah. Thing, right? Well, because the PGA Tour is a nonprofit, right? So they have this special tax exemption. Um, and so with that special tax exemption, in order for this type of merger to happen, they and remain tax exempt, they have to it has to be approved by Congress. And so there's a lot of different things that go into that, right? Because now you got governments involved, you have the Saudis involved. And so it was, and then the way that it all kind of played out too, you know, in the, in, it was a lot of don't go over there. Now they're going to get together. And then, so a lot of, you know, it was public. A lot of the players felt like, yo, they, you know, people were lying. They weren't honest about it. So right now they have a memo, like a term sheet. Um, on the merger, but it hasn't officially been signed. But to your point, because it has to be approved by the you know Congress, um, by the U.S. government for this merger to happen, if they want to remain um, and have their uh, tax exempt status. So, and that's a big you know that's why they get a lot of those corporations that get behind these events and mm -hmm. sponsor them because it's you're giving to you know you can write it off. So the, all those title sponsors for PGA tours, they write they write that stuff off. And why are they taxes in? I don't know the history on why they are. I mean, it's like, you know, it's kind of like how a lot of these different sport leagues, they have these different type of exemptions, whether it be, you know, the NFL. I don't know the details of the NBA, but I'm sure there could be something where, like, you know, these leagues fall under these exem exemptions. They have strong lobbyists, you know, and they support certain things, and it allows them to kind of remain because I think the economic impact that it has, you know, overall. Good information there. So I, I wonder is there's more disruption to come. Are there brands specifically that you see on the landscape that you guys are like, you know what, that would make sense for us to work with or collab with? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it, it there definitely are other brands that we do want to work with. You know, uh I would say usually they're gonna be outside of the golf space, you know, because that's our focus. Yeah. Is the the only way to build this game of golf is to go as far away from it as possible yes. and then bring those people back to the game and show them what they're missing you know sell them something that's fashionable that's that's culture oriented you know something that they can get behind that's the only way you can truly grow this game so i mean we want to you know we want to collab with so many brands that 
that just have a different way of thinking or that's just been in the game for a long time that want to get into golf, but just would, you know, that culture would never expect, right. you know, really putting a twist on the game and really expanding it to a, a space where it just looks different at the end of the day. Yeah. Right. So. I, feel, I feel like there's similarities and kind of, and it's the reason why we show up in the same room, right? right? Why, yeah. why are the the golf guys at Fashion right. Week in Paris? Right. right. Why exactly. are the golf guys sitting courtside? Right. At, right. At the yeah. NBA the game, girl. Exactly. Why? I mean, I ain't want them. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Right, but it, I'm that, I'm modeling. <laughs> that's the intentionality. We want to show up because we want to be as widespread as possible when it comes to the demographic we're trying to attract. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. And continue to take that conversation. Same thing you guys are doing, you know, with financial literacy, right? Where it's like the information that you guys are giving, we want to be able to do that. And I think it's just so many different perspectives that we're basically fighting against, right? Like we literally have this uphill battle of these perceptions that everybody has of golf. And so when they see us, it kind of, it, it, it's like, oh, I've never seen it like that. And then when you consistently see us, you're like, oh, wow. Like, no, that really is a thing. It's not just a fad. They weren't just doing this to start, you know, to be cool because of the trend. It's like, nah, they really are doing this. But as you saw at the A16 event, he can really play golf. You know what I'm saying? It's not like... He's the, the pro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and teaching, you know what I mean? You was out there doing your thing, man. I saw yeah, you. That was the only one on camera, so I, that's the only I could go off of. Right. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's on the record. It's on the record. <laughs> Let the record reflect. Yeah. So you guys... All right, so you have the collaboration with Jordan, but the merch is still independent, right? Yes. So has there been talks of Nike collaborating with merch with you guys well so our last collaboration with shoes the red clay collection we did do a collaboration with jordan brand on apparel you know but uh moving forward even with these shoes we came out with our own collection like this varsity jacket like these uh sweatpants and just put the word change on it you know so it's something that can be bought straight from us that goes with the shoes perfectly so, so okay but it's still yeah, it's independent it's independent from nike and jordan brand What's the percentage of like the business as far as like the sneakers up versus apparel? I mean, our core is apparel. We're an apparel company, right? So obviously the sneakers help, you know what I mean? But the quantities aren't that large, right? That's why they're also like heavily coveted because there's not, a, you know, millions of shoes being produced because it's it still falls in like the golf realm. And it's still, you know, and in the world of Nike golf is still, you know, a very small line item, mm -hmm. right? So it's not it's not overwhelming. I mean, we still are apparel. That's that's that. So the sneakers are more so like um just to really create that buzz. Yeah, energy. Yeah. And the apparel is what's driving it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes. you know, I mean when we come up with sneakers being prepared for that moment. Yes. You know, being strategic about that, like lining up interviews and even uh having this apparel to where we have like our holiday collection and anything else that we really want to get out there. I mean, this is a hot time to talk about it. This is a hot time to get in front of just the right people so we can expand the brand and and really skyrocket into you never know another demographic of, of some sort. Yeah. Right. And then I think it's learning too, right? Like we've had the 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 privilege to work with amazing brands, right? We have a docu-series on Hulu, you know, and working with them. Congrats on that. Thank you. That. Thank you. Go check it out. Grail's still streaming. Um, we've worked uh, with Jordan brand, Mercedes. And, like, that's one of the things that we've learned. Like, we take nuggets and being in these rooms, right? Like, we're not just in the room like, all right, this is what we want to do. We're watching how they 
treat their brand, how protective they are of their brand and mm-hmm. why they chose to do it with us and why what do we, what specifically do they want to do with us cuz that's the power, right? Yeah. And so I think as we're transitioning, like he said, we are an apparel brand and we're very protective of our product and we're very proud of it. So if you see us partner with anybody in, with apparel, it's got to be right. It can't just be, you know, something that we're just doing just because. And that's why they work with us. But I think, again, we're very protective of of, of the apparel. Yeah, definitely go check out Grails. We were at yes. the premiere for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah appreciate y'all pulling up. Yeah, yeah, I ended up in the elevator with Hannah Storm. Yeah. <laughs> with this crowd, my huge Notre Dame fan. Right. She's oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. So she yeah. grew up watching her, and she's in the elevator talking about how important you guys are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hannah produced it. Shout out to her. Pecos produced it. And then uh, Steve Bartles. Yeah, like yeah. Two EP, three mm-hmm. EPs on there. We went to the CLF. Shout out to them, yes. um, AC16Z. Mm-hmm. You are the pro. And when we first met you, being a pro was still something that you were actively pursuing. Talk about the it, the the status of that. And I know you guys were starting to sign athletes as well. So talk about how that's been going. Yeah. Um, so I'm still going after it. You know, um, I plan on turning back pro next year. Uh, we will have a pro tournament next year to where I'll be playing in it. And then also, you know, we're sponsoring the actual uh, purse as well. So I have a chance to win the money that I put in. Yeah. <laughs> this is really beat the pro. Yeah, right, beat right, the pro. right. <laughs> All y'all got to beat me. Yeah. So, I mean, but it's definitely still a dream of mine. I mean, that's why we're here, you know, at the end of the day. I wanted to pursue my, my dreams to become a professional golfer. And that's where the company was originated. You know, so now being able to afford that, we just got to build the team more. I mean, the design team has to grow. The uh, day-to-day team has to grow. So then I can allot that time to actually go out there and practice and then have that time to go to tournaments. And, I mean, some of these tournaments, two, three, four days. I mean, I even have an opportunity to go to Japan, play on a Japan tour, uh, well, Japan Q School uh, Pro Tour, and that's about four months. You know, but how can I do that if the company is yeah, not we need you. where it needs to <laughs> I'll be but, back if we need yeah. you. I'll be <laughs> going to November. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, but I mean, I definitely just giving myself that chance. That's that's where I'm at. But now, I mean, I see how important that is. But giving that chance to somebody else. That's why we did uh, sign three athletes. Actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two of them, um, Michael Herrera. He's a, a professional golfer. He's doing very well this year. Wyatt Worthington, another professional golfer. Both of them have played on PGA Tour events. And also an NIL deal with a, a young kid, uh, Matthew Vitell, goes to Temple University. So, yeah. I mean, all of these guys have great game. He just won the Pennsylvania Amateur yeah. as well, yep. Matthew Vitell. So, yeah. I mean, we got we got quality players. We got quality product. But, I mean, all in all, we, I mean, we're just about pushing the game forward for professionals but then on top of that it coming from us it's just a different perspective like they would have never thought we've had uh son golfers so yeah, yeah I just so, had your first invitational yeah no nah, that was crazy it was yeah, amazing there was one uh, thing was that was crazy. missing yeah, it was crazy. i'll be honest with you well, I, I believe it on your leisure yes it was man I, we thought y'all was gonna be abu dhabi but you know <laughs> that's, next also, time. that's also gonna happen yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we definitely no. It was it was it was great. Y'all invited. Um, dates coming soon. It's gonna be close. I'll just say it like that. Um, but no, this year was incredible. One of the things that you know when we first started the brand, it was always that question of like, when y'all gonna do a golf tournament? When y'all gonna do a golf tournament? Because that's like the low hanging fruit. 
And we never really been those guys, dude. I can remember all the time, even in the beginning, when it was just like me and oh, I would show him something. He'd be like, bro, that's easy. Like everybody doing that. Let's let's figure it out. That ain't it. Let's let's go somewhere else. And so it was the perfect timing. And you know, again, shout out to Mercedes being our presenting sponsor to really being able to be a part of that. And so we could elevate it. Everybody getting picked up in Maybachs, GLS, the whole Sprinter vans, but. The beautiful thing about the event was the fact that we chose San Diego because in 1952, that's when Joe Lewis played in a PGA Tour event as the first African-American and breaking that color barrier. So that's why we chose the city. And then we were fortunate enough to bring out the entire Morehouse College golf team and the AD and present them with a $50,000 check. And so everyone walked away from the experience like, wow, I'm ready to come back for next year yep. and seeing the kids and the moments and the smiles. Like we just posted something on our Instagram and like literally you could see it in the face, like everyone's smiling teeth out. Like it was it was a special, special moment. And so we're excited to recreate that, you know, for years moving forward. And we're going to continue to uplift you know, the Morehouse College golf team, like we like to say, man, we trying to Deion Sanders them boys. We trying to have that prime time effect. So, Facts. so what was, um, the, let's talk about the docuseries. Mm -hmm. um, walk us through that. Like, what's oh, yeah, the I forgot process? we haven't been on here since then. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, we see all the time, so it's yeah. weird. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm like, well, I want to talk about that. But yeah, we haven't been. You want to? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, well, it definitely first starts off as me talking about the logo because I am the logo, but I want to turn pro in golf. And I couldn't find any sponsors, so it was like, why not start a uh, a business and sponsor myself, take the entrepreneur route? I was tired of being told no, and I wanted to turn pro. So one thing led to another. Eastside Golf was born. Of course, you know, I'm from East Atlanta. Grew up in East Atlanta playing golf. Um, but that transition to how the clothes look, you know, and how we carry ourselves. But then now it's just another another way. But we showed all of that during the docuseries. So then we showed our first pair of fours that you uh, that you guys saw. Um, and it was only a few hundred pairs actually made. So from there, and uh, we showed the next set of five shoes called the Red Clay Collection. I designed both. I designed that Red Clay Collection for me being from the South. You know what I'm saying? I used to take the bus to the actual golf course. And by the time I get to the Marta bus stop, it's red clay mud all over my shoes. But it showed grit, determination, hard work that I was here to get it out the mud. But that's where those shoes and that collaboration, well, the name of that collaboration came from. But I mean, the entire docuseries shows our, our, I guess, uh, our, our trail from literally that the, the first coming out with the logo all the way through going up to uh, Jordan or Nike headquarters and showing that meeting and showing the first time we saw the shoes. You know, I mean, it's an incredible moment. It looked like it looked like I was about to cry. Honestly, I mean, I, I, I looked at it the other day. I was like, wow. Like, I mean, it's just I'm just so grateful. I mean, we look so grateful and to, just to have the opportunity to to show that so many more people can show how far their dreams and how far their actually company can go just through really pushing that and, and, and working hard. Yeah, and I would add to that, it's like, it's golf too, right? So it's different, right? Like we're doing this, you got two young black men doing this in golf, right? And to have that documented is was special. Um, I will say it's kind of funny now we look back on it. Like it was one of them things where we really, when Truth be told, when it first kind of came to us, we really didn't even want to do it. 
And and I say that because it was just more like we were just so locked in on the work. Like it was a we looked at it almost like a distracting, like coming here, sit down in front of these cameras. You're mm -hmm. like, man, there's so much work to do. We don't have time to do this. But it was one of those things that we worked through it and we're able to, you know, kind of see okay, when it all came together, you're like, oh, because the way a documentary is shot, anybody knows, it's very choppy. It's not like how you see on TV. It's like, mm -hmm. film for a day, then you might not film for three. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Months and then come back and all oh, we got to stage this moment or that moment. And we had a lot of footage, too, that we had been, you know, taping, which I will say he, he, he can attest to this. He's on me all the time. And that's why we have two photographers with us right now. <laughs> Film everything, you know, film everything. It is difficult because you still kind of want to have a level of privacy and you want to be able to, um, you know, just focus on the business because it takes a while for people to get comfortable in front of cameras. Like I, we're comfortable in front of cameras because we're in front of it all the time. But you could tell when somebody's like acting or doing something different. It's like, bro, don't worry about that. So that was more why we didn't like the cameras because it was like you bring the camera into a work session it's going to be very unproductive because most people that work with us aren't used to cameras all around them. Um, but nah, the docu-series is amazing. The six episodes, it definitely gives you an insight on, you know, the brand, who we are and where we're going. Um, so it's special. It's called Grails. Go check it out. Yeah, you, got, you spoke about the $50,000 going to Morehouse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And oh, we were talking about this prior. You know, there was this this post that, you know, Howard, uh, Howard University, Universe, you know that school, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know they have one of the top ranked HBCU golf programs, um, but it talked because of the sponsorship that Steph Curry brought, right? Mm -hmm. Like in and sponsoring the golf team, even though it's a night school, he took over the golf program. Mm -hmm. We saw this happen with Dion and Jackson State when we talked about these programs and these HBCUs need endowment. They need you know the, the alumni to come back and boosters to give back to their schools. Mm -hmm. Talk about the importance of it, obviously, what you're doing with Morehouse, but what we can see happen is a Jackson State can thrive and yes. we can see how it becoming the number one golf program. Talk about the importance of giving back to these schools. Yeah, I mean, it's really important. That's that's where me and Earl met at. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you want to see more Elijah Wood's neurals, this is where you give back to. Yeah. You know, uh, golfers are a little bit different of athletes. A lot of them, I, th I think they have the highest GPA on average out of all sports. They took y'all grades into account? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right now, Morehouse Golf Team does have the highest the GPA. High, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Highest GPA in in their conference. Um, um, hopefully in all HBCUs. But at the end of the day, it's about, uh, we know what golf can do for so many people, but just imagine what it can do for some college students. You know, like now they can be around entrepreneurs, doctors, lawyers, people that run businesses. So whatever their major is, now they have an actual tool that can get them around the people that can actually get them a job after college. If, if they don't want to turn pro in golf, that's cool. You know, but now use the game of golf to further yourself. You know, use the game of golf or get back into the actual game and change it. You know, from, you know, if you're in a, if you're a marketing major, 
you know, now try to get a job with the PGA or, you know, PGA tour. Hopefully we can, we can work with them and now, and now show them a different way of showing golf, mm -hmm. but it's coming from a different perspective. People that have never gotten a chance to get into that, into that section of sport, you know, um, people that have never really, it, it's just never been shown in a light that really gets us uh, captivated. At the end of the day, so, I, I, I'm yeah. I'm a little bit unaware, but how much is needed for a golf program? I would obviously the clubs, but are they planning to get into the tournaments? Travel, yeah, no. like what? What, yeah, what would it's be travel needed? scholarship? I mean, it's 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 a couple hundred thousand a year on the annual budget. You know, between scholarships, you got hotels, you got food. Um, you got uniforms that could be given within the conference, but again, all those little things, you got golf balls, like there's a lot of these little things. And then typically you may have to pay for the golf course as well. If it's not donated, there could be a fee for you to get out there. And then you got a, a head coach that needs to get paid. And then some people have head coach, assistant coaches, trainers, all that sort of thing, you know? So it's not a thing where it's a multi-million dollar annual budget, but for an HBCU, a couple hundred thousand can go a long way and they may see they want to put that revenue somewhere else. Um, but I also want to go back to what you were saying because I think for me, the importance of giving back to HBCUs and golf and us particularly, like I grew up in Wilmington, Delaware, and it really wasn't a lot of, you know, it's like a majority white town and state. And so, you talk about golf, that's how golf is. And so for me going down to Morehouse in Atlanta and meeting him and the rest of our team members, I'm like, yo, I've never been, it's like playing golf with y'all. I was like, whoa, like this is amazing. And so oftentimes for us to create an opportunity for that young black kid out there or that young minority kid out there to come to another place that he can continue to flourish in golf and not feel like, He's a second class because they don't have this. They don't have that. We want to provide all of the quality resources you need and you can still be in an environment with people that look like you and feel comfortable with the things you want to talk about. You know, that goes a long way because typically in your golf journey, you're going to be face it around white folks. It's just the nature of the, the demographic of the, so you have to be comfortable in that, but to have that ability to be around people that look like you, cause he'll tell you, that was the first thing that blew my mind. Mm -hmm. Like going to Atlanta and seeing all them brothers play golf. I'm like, I never saw that. And that's so to create an environment like that. I think HBCU golf is very, very important for their journey because it allows you to just, again, identify who you are and gives you that small little four year window to be like, man, I'm playing with people that look like me. That's fine. Can you speak about endowment? Yeah. The, I mean, yeah. as far as like, you know, for us, so we we definitely plan on endowing the Morales College golf team and following the, you know, the the path of Steph. I mean, I've heard, you know, we probably need to raise anywhere from, I'd say, about $6 million to really get it going to where you would invest majority of those funds and then the off the investments can kind of kick off on an annual basis on what you need to you know spend and then you have like certain events that you would do so like the east side golf invitational clearly becomes a benefactor event like steph does one in pebble beach every year mm -hmm. and then you may host a dinner and things of that nature just to continue you know we want to bring in other partners like mercedes they've been great they're behind the team and so as we continue to he'll tell you any corporate room we go in and people talk about charity miles college golf team so what is the is the main focus the sport of golf or the fashion of because I say that to say a lot of sports brands started as a sports brand now has nothing to do with the sport at all <laughs> polo right 
Um, right. Even like you see, like, you know, rugby's originally were for rugby players. Right, right, right. And nobody that's wearing rugby's these days or have in the last right. 20 years have, plays rugby, right? Um, even, you know, basketball, I mean, it's still synonymous, but sneaker culture, nobody's playing basketball in Jordans. Right, right. Hardly ever. Right. Right. These are things that are made, at this point, they're kind of made to not be in sports. Mm -hmm. They're made for fashion. Mm -hmm. And that's happened with soccer a lot. Mm -hmm. um, variety of different sports. You see people wearing soccer jerseys and soccer fashion has become a thing where people wear. Mm -hmm. right. So you're, you have a lifestyle brand of clothes. And um, so do you see the, the fashion evolving to the point where it's not about going. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, it's... it's go I'll go, I'll go. Um, <laughs> but uh, the special thing about Eastside Golf is that we can sell to pro shops and boutiques. You know, like, not a lot of golf, or if any, golf companies can be successful in a boutique, like Extra Butter or Bodega. I mean, we're, we're selling head covers. I mean, you could pick up one of our head covers at Bodega. You know what I'm saying? And... It, eventually pick up one of our uh, golf bags of bodega. You know, now you have a whole different demographic that's walking in there that's being introduced to golf a totally different way and don't have to go to your country club down the street in New York. Do you know, or just roughly like a percentage of people that wear your apparel that actually play golf and people that are just wearing it? I don't think we know the percentage, but I don't feel like we... I think we have a lot of non-golfers wear it, and that's what we're excited about. And I mean, to, I think look, this shoe is a prime example, kind of like what you're talking about. That is a golf shoe, but you can wear it off the golf course. And so it's like our whole thought process is if you can take the conversation of golf into where people are comfortable, it's like the same thing y'all doing with finance. Instead of saying, oh, you got to have a suit on, you got to be in this room, you got in a classroom setting or whatever it may be, having the ability to take that conversation where people can understand, that's that's what we're all about. And I think these shoes are a prime example of you can wear them on the golf course, but you can wear them off the golf course. Well, you've also, so you actually have golf, traditional golf apparel, that's wearable off the, like the cardigans. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like the actual polo shirt. Yes. Like, mm -hmm. These are things that you can wear on the golf course, mm -hmm. but you can also wear as street fashion as well. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, 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 and that's something that, you know, the, they're you the first brand to ever do that. I don't, I don't know where the first brand to ever do that. I would say that we are the first brand that has had culture involved in it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're, how many, you had um, the number one draft pick, his name from Orlando. He was wearing the Carnegie, you know, started the season last year. Pablo. Like, Pablo, yeah. Wearing it down the tunnel. We're the first brand to do that, right? So you're not going to catch any other golf brand where folks are going to be wearing it down the tunnel. I guarantee you're going to see this varsity and other varsities that we have being worn down the tunnel. Yeah, I, I'm not going to see Callaway or Ping. Right. We're going to yeah. see Eastside Golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A thousand percent. Do y'all... In terms of putting it inside of the, the stores, are y'all fighting for shelf space? Like, is it specifically like, I want the clothes to be here, whereas if certain brands are sold, they're going to put them at the front of the store. Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. Does that get into the factor of where where you put it and the locations as, as far as throughout the country, where you're putting it at? I mean, I think we're mindful of 
our partners, right? Anybody that is a, has a wholesale account with Eastside Golf, we're extremely mindful, right? Where you don't want to cannibalize it, right? So a lot of these boutiques, they want exclusivity, right? In the street culture, you want to know, I go to X boutique, I can get it here, right? So we're mindful of the fact that, like, we may not have, if you're selling to this person in that city, you may not want to have four of the people in it in that city. Um, now, when it comes to, like, shelf space, I think for us it's about the product because sure. if it's in the back, then it's not moving. You know what I'm saying? Day one, we want to be good partners, so a lot of it is, like, the marketing, making people aware of it. Like, so we just actually um, did a deal with um, Paradise, who owns uh, PGA Tour fan shops. So right now in the airport, you can find Eastside Golf in these PGA Tour fan shops. So in the airport in Memphis, uh, what else is Vegas Vegas and Los I think Angeles. at Los Angeles yeah mm -hmm. and the sell through is crazy right now right like they're like moving but again this is kind of what O was saying it's like you could be going to Los Angeles in the airport popping in here like oh they got an Eastside Golf let me run over here and grab a tea real quick but you're going into a golf store to go grab a tea real quick you know what I'm saying or it's that's the beauty element of what we're trying to do because then when you go in there you're a new customer now you might be like I saw these dope golf shoes or I saw this whatever that I could, you know, Troy might, I might like this. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things where it's opened us up to this whole new world. And that's what we're still excited about and passionate about because we still see that upside of like, y'all are in it because y'all know us, the dope fashion, but wait till y'all get hooked on the game. And it's coming because y'all see all these people around you playing. Mm -hmm. They loving it. And then even if you don't get hooked, it's just at least an opportunity because you're seeing it more and more, I'm sure. Golf opportunities, golf opportunities. So one of these days, y'all going to get out there and really get with it. Does, does the portfolio grow outside the merch to actual equipment, right? Do we see Eastside Golf Clubs? Mm -hmm. Do we see the golf balls? Do we see the tees? Mm -hmm. Well, <clears throat> I wouldn't say equipment. Definitely, uh, that's what collaborations what uh, what we look forward to, you know, working with companies that we're not trying to reinvent the wheel with mm -hmm. that. That I mean, it costs a lot of money to, uh, <laughs> to make a golf club. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying. But actually owning a golf course, you know, actually making like an East Side Golf Club, that's something that hopefully is in our future. Yeah, we'll on top of that. A hundred percent. Now it's yeah. definitely coming. In. Yeah, so it's definitely expanding. We're always, but I think the beautiful thing about it is, is being very protective of the brand, right? So we're working with these amazing brands. And so we're very intentional, right? That's why I was saying we're protective of our clothing because when we put that stamp on something, we want it to mean something. And so as long as that stamp stays strong, we can get into all of those things that you're talking about, right? Because our audience is so wide and vast. And even when you start talking about like a company and evaluation and a brand and reach, it's like, we're not just... We can't, you can't define us and find a comparable for our business and do it in the golf space because we're bigger than golf, right? So somebody might say, oh, well, you know, there's other golf brands and they're valued at X millions of dollars. Well, I guess that's where y'all at. And we like, no, 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 no. We are a, we want Polo. We want, you know, Nike, Reebok. We want those type of numbers. That's, you know, that's where we're headed for. That's what we want to be compared to. So your goal is to eventually buy a golf course. Yeah, absolutely. Um, have you looked at it any yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're looking in Georgia right now, looking at about four different places. Uh, definitely been working with uh, Andre Dickens and uh, also Mayor Bloom out in College Park in uh, Atlanta. Uh, have great relationships with them. But then also 
we, I mean, it was, it was something I had to do early on was get, uh, I would say letters of references. I can't tell you who wrote those letters because it's confidential, but just saying these people would come out to the golf course and support it. These are high value people. These are people that we're around all the time. And um, I mean, just saying that these people will come out at the end of the day, who's going to help the community the most? That's who's going to get the uh, the golf course and that's who's going to push forward and and make change. You know, that's what all of these different cities around Atlanta, around the nation mm -hmm. are looking for. Yeah. And I think that's a learning moment. So like a lot of people don't know that like golf courses, a lot of golf courses are public parks and they're owned by the municipality. Right. And so when they're owned by the municipality, there's often RFPs that go out and you get these different management contracts to go manage the golf course. Cause a city has, they don't, they're like, Hey, we need to sub this out. We don't need to manage it. Now they're not necessarily even trying to make money on it because again, they're like, Hey, if you're going to come in and make this attractive, it brings that economic impact. So they'll literally for a dollar, you can manage this for a dollar a year for the next four or five years. Now, you, again, you need to have a plan and there's management groups that go out all the time and bid for these municipality and city golf courses. And so, again, that's kind of where we were looking at where we're putting together an attractive offer and saying, hey, you can trust this golf course in our hands. It's going to be well manicured. These are the type of people that are going to come out. But again, I encourage each and every one that's listening to go find that municipal golf course in your neighborhood or or in your surrounding area because that's a public facility that you as a taxpayer have the right to go out and enjoy. So you, technically, you, you un, there's a difference between that route and privately owned. Yes, clubs, right? 100%. They own the, the privately ones, they own the land. They yes. charge membership fees. Yes. Mm -hmm. The public one's a bit different. Yes, mm -hmm. big, big difference. And then again, so like the public route, you could have it where it's almost like um, – like stock almost, right? Like you can buy in, like your, your initiation, you buy in at, it could be any, it could be $100,000 to become a member here, right? Mm -hmm. As that value goes up and if it's limited numbers of stock, you can sell it for more or you can pass it down. That's what a lot of people don't understand too. A lot of these memberships are passed down, right? So you right now, y'all at Westchester Country Club, you could join Westchester Country Club, let's say it costs you 100000 to join Westchester Country Club. You then could be a member. Your son's a member. He rolls right into his junior membership. After him rolling into his junior membership, he now inherits your membership as a full-time member, and he doesn't have to pay that initiation fee. And that initiation fee could be worth 500000 when it's time for him to become a member. Just just sheer off of inflation yeah. and then the access that he has right as well now. So your son may not be like, I don't play golf. My dad got this membership at Westchester, but Hey, let's have the meetings here. Hey, I want to have your grandkids having birthdays there or conference, whatever it may be. Like that's what people, the tennis, the beach club. Like I was just in the Hamptons at this course called Maidstone and I was blown away because the beach, I'm like, hold up. It's a beach. Like imagine, like my like you know what I mean a dope beach on the other side of a golf course and I'm like oh they have a beach club and so it's just kind of one of them things where like and me and him talk about this stuff all the time where we've been in golf so long but we're still learning places that we ain't never been and exclusive and 
it's just it's that world of golf. It when you get into it, it's um it's 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 a uh, it's amazing. It's a very powerful world. It's a lot of money, wealth, and decision making that are going on. It's very Absolutely. like a quiet society. Nobody's talking about our experiences. Like nobody's coming back from the place that we go and coming to these type of platforms to talk to you about yeah. those facilities. I saw you put it in your top five golf yes. courses you've ever been on. Yes, it was like that, <laughs> yeah. man. It was, it was, it was. I was blown away, man. Like I was, he'll tell you, I was blown away. And then you got these homes that are like right on the water. It's just, it's just like, man, and it's, it's right there. It's for us. Like we can have it. You know what I mean? Like I'm looking at it like, all right, well, I need to, you know, I need to get get my weight up so I I can be out here at this beach club. Put, put the plan together. So we talk about this a lot, and we try to get people interested in golf because we say a lot of business deals and a lot of business flow happens there. I wonder for you guys, how's that been for you? Right, like you're in the world of golf. How many business deals are being negotiated for y'all through your travels yeah. on the course? All yeah. of them. All yeah, all <laughs> everyone. Yeah, well, not all of them, but yeah, yeah. most of them. Yeah. I mean, I mean, even some of our partnerships, I just got hit up today, couldn't even make it because we're traveling, but they're inviting us out to go play golf just to, you know, talk, you know, where are you guys' heads? Like, what do you guys uh, have coming up next? How can we be involved? Like, I mean, they're inviting us out to the nicest country clubs, trying to honestly sometimes earn our business, you know? I mean, this is how the game works. I mean, there are no gatekeepers. There are no people that say, I mean, you know, nah, you can't talk to this person. No, you can eventually talk to them. Just stay out there on the golf course. I mean, you'll eventually have that time to where you've been wanting that CEO's time, five minutes, uh, a coffee or something like that. But you can actually get five hours of their time if you know how to play golf. No, have yeah. to be good. Like Angie says, just keep up with the pace of play. <laughs> keep up with the pace of play. No, so. that's, a, that's right. I mean, I, I was recently planning this event. Um, the Nexus Cup where I met Tiger Woods at, and I'm in the cart when he it was my partner, and his last name is Rosigio, and he is he's like a partner at uh or runs the U.S. for Mizuho Bank. I'm not sure if you ever heard of Mizuho Bank, but I hadn't right, and so I'm asking an inquisitive question like, oh, how much is under management? You know what I mean? He used a number I never even heard anyone use he's out their mouth. He said two trillion dollars. I was just like, oh. Okay, so I'm sitting on a cart with a guy that's like top level at a bank, a global bank. It's uh, based in Japan called Mizuho, and they manage $2 trillion. Like they lend to like AT&T, like all these big Fortune 500 companies, like they do the lending to them. And so it wasn't like they automatically did our lending, right? That's not what I'm trying to say, but that's a relationship there. Right. That if we do need to or if it does make business sense that you can kind of grow and develop. So it's never a thing where it's like an instant. Oh, you go to the golf course. It's going to immediately mean that you get something because then it becomes like very transactional. But it's like the people that you meet, the opportunity, the time you get to spend with them, you know, because I hear you talk about it all the time is relationships. One thing we talk about here is is relationships. So mm-hmm. being able to, again, nurture those relationships and getting to spend quality time with busy people is, is golf. It's, it's, it's a cheat code. So like, how do you f- see the future of golf? Cause you know, we have top golf, which has become very popular. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we see like a lot of hybrids of different sports that's taking place. We just ha- had Rich Klein in here and he was talking about um, lacrosse, mm-hmm. you know, like the street ball lacrosse mm-hmm. thing going. So golf is a sport that is still a time consuming sport. Yep. 
And um, we live in a culture that really appreciates things that's fast-paced. Mm -hmm. So do you see like a, a hybrid, faster-paced type mini miniature golf Adam Sandler on steroids <laughs> type thing happening potentially in the future. I mean, like I said, Top Golf is actually like that. Yeah, no, it's booming. It's a billion dollar Like business. a driving range like of sorts. But yeah, do you see a world with extreme golf? I don't know if you get extreme. They got this thing coming out top of the year called Tomorrow Golf League, mm -hmm. where it's literally played in an arena. So you're going to hit into a simulator. And then when you get to a certain yardage, you actually hit a real shot. And so they built this arena from the ground up. You got Tiger Woods. I was McElroy. gonna say it sounds like Tiger's thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, so, but it's so. I mean, it's so technology savvy. Like, virtual like I heard. Yeah. Well, uh, so yes, but then they have it to where the green can change elevations, mm. and like so under the under the turf, like you have this machine that makes it into this shape shifting. <laughs> type of place to where it changes into a different hole every time you play it. You know what I'm saying? You just, I mean, it might only be like, I think 150 yards, but you're going to hit your first shot. The hole might be 500 yards. You're going to hit your first shot into a actual simulator. Then when you get 150 yards in, that's when you'll hit your real shot. But it changes and makeshifts every time when you get down to the 150 yards. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's happening now. Like you got that happening now. And then I think, I think where it is headed though is your the culture is headed for golf, right? Like, and that's clear. And so I think you'll you're gonna see. I think one of the biggest things I think we'll see too is like the dress code really loosening up over the years, right? Because like at one point in time, like for the PGA Tour, you could not wear shorts. Like you had to wear pants. Period. Period. And you still have to wear pants, I believe. In the tournament, you could just wear shorts during the practice round now. So it's starting to, like, really loosen up. You're starting to have, you know, folks playing a little bit more music now, that sort of thing. That's always kind of been, like, a little tabooish, like, don't play your music, don't play loud. So it's it's evolving. I think you're going to need it, a sport. You need that one athlete that just comes in and is just unapologetic, and he's just that nice that can really move the needle. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because, like, you got to understand, too, man. Like, shout out to Tiger Woods because he brought that level of intensity. Like, remember, everybody was doing this. He was out there, like, <laughs> fist pumping. Like, that was his mantra, and yeah. people didn't really like that. Like, that wasn't, you know, a thing that everyone was just like, oh, great, Tiger Woods, you – Fist pumping and excited and showing emotion, that wasn't something that, you know, we were ever, I know for me specifically, and I think we taught it, like, you were trained not to be emotional. Yeah. Like, you're trained to be, like, very, like, stoic, like, focused. I'm mm -hmm. like, a, like, you know, I'm thinking like a ninja type vibe, like a zen yeah. You know what I mean? And Tiger was someone that really came out there and just poured his emotions out and they were... You could see that, and that's what we could, you know, relate to. You know what I mean? We used to people getting upset. That's yeah. real. Yeah. Well, talk about showing up everywhere. <laughs> you guys were at Invest Fest this year. Yes, sir. Yes, yes. Unbelievable. Uh, I'm interested to hear your takeaway, and thank you for showing up. Thanks uh, for the invite. We get to include y'all, especially because it's culture, right? It's bigger mm -hmm. than business. Mm -hmm. it's, it's bigger than financial literacy. It's about culture, and y'all definitely a part of it. So talk about your experience uh, being part of the, the historic and legendary InvestFest. No, it was, man. I mean, first off, thank you guys, man. That was, 
No, it was definitely dope. That was the uh, biggest crowd that I've ever spoken in front of. You know, we were on the uh, Fidelity uh, stage with uh, Corey and Sarah yep. over there. And um, I mean, we got to tell our point of view on what we're doing and why we're doing it. You know, um, it was it was empowering because it was so many of course, so many people in the room that look like us mm -hmm. and just so many diverse people that were just looking for, honestly, sometimes looking for guidance or a different way of thinking about things, you know, and just looking for that push, you know. So for them to look to us and and for us to be up on that stage and and I mean, I'm honored to give these people, you know, how I got to where I am. You know, I'm honored to 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 tell them how relationships work mm -hmm. and to be, how to be successful in the work within a company, work within a conglomerate that can push forward and uh, be seen as something that is is successful. Like this, it's very hard to do at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Of course, if you guys know, but yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, it was. I'm I'm glad we got to do it because it showed just how connected that we were in in pushing this game forward. That, but at the end of the day, that it wasn't about us. It's about how far can we take people within this game of golf and what they can actually use it for. So I'm glad we could, I'm glad we could show that. Yeah, no, I agree. It was mind blowing, man. I walked yeah. in there and I, I told you, hey, I mean, you know, y'all hear the numbers, right? It's like <laughs> 20,000, 20,000 people. Get your tickets now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And literally, it might be 21,000. Yeah. <laughs> like I walked in that room, I'm like, yo. And it's crazy too because. And kudos to you, man. You guys deserve your flowers because sure. you really have created a moment. Like, we were staying at the Club Wyndham, and they have a rooftop, and it's literally right across from, like, that park. And I could see – it's like a sea of people, like, either walking, going, and I'm just like, wow. Like, y'all really have, like – created a culturally relevant moment like people are like are you going to invest fest you got to be at invest fest we got to be on stage like it's a thing now right like you guys are converging all of this and to see that to be a part of it it's it's been unbelievable for us so i mean we and again you guys have the you know the wherewithal to be like not just thinking, oh, it's a golf brand. I don't know if they can fit our demo or, you know, because most people may not look at it that way. You know what I mean? Just off the service, Eastside Golf, oh, we're only going to invite them to golf events. You know what I mean? But it's like, nah, you're like, no, they have a voice, they have a perspective. And so we appreciate y'all. But I was sure. blown away and, you know, kind of sent for next year. <laughs> sure. But I bid in now, you heard? <laughs> so, so what's up for you guys end of this year, 2024? What's on the vision board? What do you, what do you have planned? Yeah, no, 24 is going to be a very packed year. We got, I mean, it's already kind of booked up, which is good. You know what I mean? We're excited about that. You know, we have a lot of events that we did last year. One of the biggest things is going to be our community day. So in the city of, um, we have four different cities that we'll be hitting this year. So last year we beta tested in Memphis. And the, the goal beyond around our community day is we want your first interaction on a golf course to have nothing to do with finances. So come out meet the founders of Eastside Golf, but also you'll get free tee times all day for folks to go play. We'll have lessons going if they're on the driving range. We'll have free food. And again, you get an opportunity to probably grab some of the gear, but you get an opportunity to meet people, connect, and you realize, oh, a bucket of balls may only be $10. Oh, they have rental sets in there for free that I can rent clubs or rent, 
just one club. And if you don't, we want to leave rental clubs. So we're going to, we have a couple of them, the city of Augusta, mm-hmm. we're going to Jacksonville, we're going back to Memphis, we're going to Detroit, and then the biggest one, you know, back to the crib at the A. So we got five community days that we're doing, uh, you know, at what Cali say, still, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that, that's still, you know, that. golfing. Let's go <laughs> golfing. Um, we got the Invitational coming again. Um, and we really, I think what I'm most excited about too is just the clothes, man. Like the clothes is going to be, we really, the team really, you know, they did it. They did an amazing job in, in, in stepping that up. And we're going to be, you know, fashion shows, New York Fashion Week. We definitely going to be there strong this year. Mm-hmm. You know, we're still going to be out in Paris, but the show not going to yeah. be there yet. <laughs> think y'all you know, oh, 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 oh Red, don't think y'all going to no, that, leave. That's just data <laughs> right. research, man. What'd you say? We're, we're beta testing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Well, you know, we got to stay close to y'all too. You know what I mean? We appreciate y'all. We're not going to let this moment, I don't know where we are in this interview, but you know, last time we saw these guys, you know, it was yeah. on on the runway, you know what right. I'm saying? They like, yo, right. what's, what's we, up? We, which, we, which runway? We, the clear yeah, point. Yeah, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was, it was the clear point, you know. Uh, Knocked out. I felt like, yo, everybody was talking and everybody. Yeah, it just went. And then we landed. I'm like, man. Yeah, yeah it did. <laughs> Shout out to Culture Leadership Fund. Shout out to the Culture yeah. Leadership Fund. That was a good way to travel, man. For yes. sure. We got to get this EY invitation off the ground, too. Yeah, hey, let's, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. You already know we got you. hundred percent. Yes. Connect no. the dots. Let's connect Let's the dots. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yes. Well, gentlemen, always a pleasure. Um, let the people know when, when, where they can follow you guys, Instagram, website, all that, all that good stuff. Yeah. Uh, follow us on uh, Eastside Golf on Instagram, on Twitter at Eastside Golf. Also, we have an app. Yes. Uh, Eastside Golf and our website is uh, eastsidegolf.com. So yeah, go download that app. You know what I mean? It was actually trending at one point. It was uh, so, yeah. on the yeah. app. That was number 40. No, 69. Number 69, 69. Um, on the top apps in the shopping category. Yeah, and that's, so, that's in the world. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, you guys, yeah. brands like Zara, Nike, all of them on there. So it was uh, special. And that, those are things that excite us. You know what I mean? That's like, man, like, you know, to compete in that space with those, you know, those major brands. But yeah, please go download that app. Stay up on everything. All of our latest drops, all of our latest pieces. A lot more coming. Yeah. So, man. So, I want last question. Uh, is diversify? Are you are you looking to diversify the apparel? Like, um, I could see you guys doing like you know, like a Jeff Hamilton leather mm-hmm. jacket, something mm-hmm. like that, with the East Side Golf, yeah, yeah, or yeah. something like some iconic, like a Happy Gilmore collection, or yeah, something yeah. like you know, I'm yeah. just playing around like is yeah. that because right now it's been pretty consistent, right, with the logo. Mm-hmm. You have some other things, cardigan. I like the varsity jacket. Are you gonna start playing around with the hype beats culture and getting a little yeah, yeah, spicy yeah. with it? No, for sure. We got some. <laughs> we got. You need some. something for Dykeman, is what he's <laughs> telling you. Yeah. <laughs> was, y'all in bodega, but we could take y'all to the real bodega. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm gonna sit over here. I'm gonna jump. That's all over there. No, no. Direction <laughs> man. So. Um, at the end of the day, we have a couple of collaborations that's big coming out next year. Okay. That's going to really shake where golf has never been, you know, and even showing how it's to be worn on the golf course. But then, you know, see it to y'all and show y'all how to wear it outside of the golf course. So, I mean, but definitely some pieces that that are definitely hype, be it, hype, 
hype beast ish. You know what I'm saying? That speak to culture, speak to guys and women that are into sneakers, but then also love the game of golf. But here's the intersection. You know, we finally can. We finally have the intersection, and I feel like it. It's at Eastside Golf, and um, and it's going to show through these collaborations. You never know what type of jerseys you might see that yeah. have Eastside Golf on them. It might be hockey, baseball, basketball, football. You never know next year. So we just gotta just gotta stay tuned for Fire. the show. Yeah, and then I also, I mean, we in Japan. That's a big global market for us, and yeah, yeah. we got a store over there, and it's booming. It's doing really well. Uh, we actually can't say the name but we're going out to hong kong yeah for an event mm -hmm. um so excited about that and that's the other thing you know what i mean just taking the brand global right and so sometimes again we can't go as fast as we want because the demand is so high we want to be able to service that demand at the right time and so super excited about just building a global brand just for as sure. you guys yeah. are i mean y'all traveling to africa and you know you london you I'm just trying to keep up. Yeah, basically, that's all up. I'm getting at, man. Just trying to, well, just trying to keep. We salute up. you as as two black men, uh, three black men, and Ernie Legion and all our staff to see black men leading together, right? Because y'all not doing this as a solo mission, a solo mission. Y'all actually working together, and it's something that I kind of emphasize when people look at us, right? Yes. They forget that that he's an individual, I'm an individual, and we, yeah, we together all the time, right? But we have a common mission and a common vision. Mm. So to see y'all doing it, we salute y'all and applaud y'all. And we'll continue not only to support, but, you know, encourage y'all and, and, and make sure that, you know, we're repping the brand like it's ours. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. You had said you got to say that caption one more time because just hitting off what you said. It was something like if y'all could work it out when y'all had nothing, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Then there's no reason why you should break up when you have everything. That's a fact. Facts. That's a fact. So teamwork right. makes the dream work. There <laughs> it is. <laughs> Keep the band together. That's the Keep the band, band together. together. <laughs> that's the same. Like every time I see Jimmy, shout out to Jim Jones. But every time I see Jim, first thing he said, he say the same thing. Like yo, make sure y'all stay together. You know, you learn from other people's mistakes, and yep. I'm sure that you know that Dip said that's that's one of my favorite Dips. groups of all time. So it's yeah. like you know, I don't know exactly what he means by that, but I'm assuming you know, no, it would be better if they were still together. Yep. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like ego, pride, different things. Different yeah. people have different, but it's like looking back on it, how you feel in the moment is not always how you're going to feel later on. It's like a relationship. Right. You might say things, and right. it's like, damn, I didn't really, it wasn't that serious. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, exactly. I didn't mean to end my marriage over there. Right, right. That's serious. <laughs> Right. So always keep the band together, man. So keep the band sure. together. That's, nah. so and that's important. We doing that and we, again, we look up to y'all, right? Like y'all are an example of keeping the band together. And you know what I mean? We want to continue to be that example. But So what's your, because people ask us that all the time. Like, how do y'all deal with challenges? How do y'all deal with disagreements? How do y'all deal with issues? Like, how, which, how do y'all deal with issues to make sure that, you know, it's still a united front? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, we trust each other. So if there's a question of something where we have two different visions or two different ways of looking at it, two different answers, totally different, we'll come, we'll come together and we'll talk about it. But whoever's the most passionate and has the best reason for that question, I mean, that's usually the route that we Is run. Is there a tie-breaking system? Uh, not really. Okay. Not, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's passion, it's, uh, right? Like, yeah, it's, it's more passion. Like, I think the passion is the tie-breaker. Yeah, like, whoever's you know more passionate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah 100%. Because yeah. I mean, it's not about being right. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, for me, if 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 he's right, <laughs> literally, if he's right 100% of the time, then I've done my job as, as, uh, as choosing the right partner. 
You know what I'm saying? That makes my job easier. Why? I mean, it's not about being right. This is about doing the right thing for our business and doing the right thing for culture and golf. So, And I think, as we say, you got to work on the friendship too, right? Because we're friends. So it's like setting Eastside. And we'll, we'll be talking. We'll be like, yo, I'm not talking to you as Eastside Golf. I'm talking to you as O. Or I'm talking to you as Earl. I'm talking to you as your friend. Like, what's going on, man? How you doing? How's your family? Like, Cause it can get crazy and all you do is talk about the work and talk about the business. And it's like, that's what attracted us to each other. Not the work, not the business. This is my brother. Like mm. I remember supporting him. He supported me before all of this stuff. So it's like, to your point, now that we have everything, we don't want to, you know, lose that, but it is something that you do have to work on it. And I would say for me, just in my personality, like I had to learn to express myself, like tell him. You know what I'm saying? And it could come middle of the night, middle of the morning. Sometimes you sleep on it, whatever it may be. And I'll just be like, yo, oh, I got to holler at you. I need 10 minutes. And then oftentimes I learn FaceTime is the best time to do it too because text messages, you kind of put, you add your tone to it. Mm -hmm. Somebody can send you like, where you at? And you can be like, you can read it like this saying, where the hell you at? And it's like, bro, I'm lost. I'm lost, looking for you. Lost, like, lost not, in translation. Right, it's not that. So I'm like, all right, I don't need to send it in text. Yeah. The tone at least you do FaceTime, it's like you're giving that person your undivided attention and you can kind of just get it off your chest. And I feel like also for us, like we let the guard down when you tell them like, yo, something bothered me. Like even at CLF, he says something like, yo, bro, I need to holler at you. Like this bothered me. And I'm like, all right, like dope. I appreciate you telling me what bothered you because you're human. If something bothered me, he'd be like, yo, I'm like, yo, I don't like this. Or And we had one incident one time we was like on a Zoom call. This had to be three years yeah, yeah, ago. while ago. Like three and a half years. And we was like not on the same page. And we start like, like then honestly arguing, arguing with other people in front other of people. Yeah, yes. oh, it, 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 we ain't doing once. that. It only happened once. What they say like. We got, <laughs> no, no, uh, the thing was we got off the phone we was like bro we can never, never do, do that, that again. again. Yeah. Like yeah. it looked terrible. Right. You know what I'm saying? We haven't done it since. We just That united front. But on the same page. But yeah it is work. It is work because we both get busier, right? Mm -hmm. Like he's got more things going on. I got more things going on. But at the end of the day, it is us coming together. Like we take that time to be like, yo, I got to holler at you. What's up? What's going yeah. on? That, that That's the story. That's it right there. Like when people ask us that, that's it. Like there's going to be conversations that we're going to have that the world won't be privy to. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it's, it's important. Yes, I think that's very important for people to know how to deal with each other in business. Because, yeah. you know, once again, you see a lot of people that break up. Yeah, that happens all the time. And I think too, to your point, it's like letting other people get in your ear about like can't nobody tell me about him. We had this one incident, literally, and then I'll swear this is my last thing. Now you gotta say that point again. Huh? Say that first point. Nobody can't nobody tell me about him. Something no, about him. What I say all the time, like, right? <laughs> how you gonna tell me? That's my man. Like I know him. You know what I'm saying? So one time I was talking to somebody about something. This some this person went to him and said and misinterpret what I said, the good thing is he comes directly to me and was like, yo, did you say such and such? And I'm like, nah, I'm like, but we're all still in the room. Let's all get together. And I looked <laughs> him right in the eyes and I said, tell me word for word what I said to you. Oh, 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 oh. And again, and we said that too. It's like, that's how, in the sense, the band get broken up. Where if he internalizes it, because he's just only going off the information that he has. It's not, he's beefing with me. He just going off what somebody told him. But he was like, nah, I'm going to go to Earl. This bothers me. He was just coming to me like, this bothers me. Why would you say that? Yeah. And I'm like, that's not what I said. And then when we had the conversation, it was just like, but it was, again, it was a constant reminder of like, there are conversations 
that him and I will have that p- nobody even knows. Even within a, even within our business, mm. like in our company, people don't know. Like you talking to him, it's like talking to me, and vice versa. Yeah. Like he know what's going on, I know what's going on, and it's always going to be that way. But it was like that before there was an Eastside Golf, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying like that's yeah, the part like, that people yeah. forget. You yeah. know what I mean? One hundred percent. Won a national championship together. Yes, yeah, sir. You got to put that in there. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if, because you're from Delaware, man. Yes, I am. You're a Morehouse guy. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Shout out to your guy, too. I talked to him. Uh, he's running for Congress. You, Eugene? Um, yeah, Eugene. Yeah. Oh, he, he, he actually, te- I got I to gotta text him. Yeah. yeah I gotta, so you know how you get a text Eugene. somebody and you see it, and like, I'm going to respond, you don't mm-hmm. respond. He's running for Congress? Yes, he's running for Congress now. Del okay. State, it, it never been looking like, damn, how, how we ain't get, how we ain't get Earl? Oh, man. Shout out to Del State. I'm real, <laughs> I'm real, real close with the president. He's doing a great job over there, Dr. Tony Allen, you know. Delaware is my home. I love Delaware. I always try to get back as much as I can. Now that I got that Benz, you know, I can get down there a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't got to take the Mike Brzezicki. Mike Brzezicki. <laughs> Shout out to Mike Brzezicki. Mike Brzezicki. The turbo package. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please. Get down there a little faster, you know? Um, but nah, it's crazy. I mean, he he always be, you know, reminding me that I'm from Delaware. Like, man, you from Delaware? Ain't nobody think you would be here. It's crazy. No, shout out to the Hornets. Yeah. Shout out to the Delaware Hornets. Hornets. HBCU. Shout out to Delaware, man. Yes. All right. Well, All right. thank you guys for rocking with us. We'll see you next week. Peace. 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 Appreciate y'all. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.